unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Raw and Scripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach, and you are at the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. What's going on, kids? It's Tuesday night at 7 p.m., and we are live here on the video cast. If you guys are listening on the audio podcast and you're first-time listeners, we actually I do a video cast, and you can go check it out on my YouTube page. It's youtube.com forward slash Christopher Roush. You can go over there, check it out, or you can also go to rawandscripted.com. You can find all the video linkage right there. And also, if you're watching it on video cast, either live or on replay, thank you so much for, for coming and joining, joining us. And then also uh, take us with you on the audio podcast. You guys can go to uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is, and you type in Raw and Scripted, or you can type in Christopher Roush, and you can see both of my shows, Raw and Scripted, and The Unfiltered Experience. So we'd love to have you come and join us. Thank you guys for being here. Always appreciate it. It's a beautiful Tuesday night here in Southern California. It's only like 120 degrees out there, which I think is about the same weather that the entire world is facing right now. I know I just uh, saw a news report last year. My wife and I were in Italy and it was pretty warm last year, but it was only like in the nineties, but I guess it's like over 110 there right now. It's crazy over in Europe. So uh, my heart and my, my, my heart goes out to all the people out there struggling right now, uh, especially the animals and the homeless during the heat wave. You guys got to take care of yourself, take care of each other. <clears throat> So I'm excited to be here because um, this last week has been kind of crazy and I'm excited to let you guys know finally, uh, those of you guys have been following me for a long time, that this particular book, mm -hmm, my life story, it's just you and me, kid, uh, a story of a mother and son survival on the streets of California. I finished writing it and I finished editing it on Friday. Oh my God. Yes. I've edited it twice. Um, and now I'm just going through the process of inserting pictures into the book and then I'm going to give it to my wife and I've already told my editors that it's on its way. So it's coming to you. It's coming to you. It's finally coming to you. This thing I've been working on for the last three years, blood, sweat, and tears and a lot of tears actually, um, is coming to you. So please, please, please do me a solid. I know you guys love the show and everything else. Um, but do me a favor, go over to it's just you and me kid.com. It's just you and me kid.com go over there. And what I'm doing is I'm going to make this a best-selling book. This book has, has been the work of my entire life. I know that everything has happened in my life to prepare me for what's happening next. And I know this book is going to change millions of lives. I know it's going to become a movie. I know a lot of things are going to break from this and I need your help. I need your help. If I've ever inspired you, if I've ever given you any great advice and you've changed anything about your life that in a positive way, do me a solid, go to it's just you and me kid.com, fill in your name and your email. And then what you're saying is you're saying, Hey, Chris, when the book comes out, I agree to buy it on the first day. So you can become a bestseller. You know, I'm not really big on titles and everything else, but from what I understand from my friends who have best-selling books, it is that little extra thing that says, Hey, he's got a best-selling book as opposed to just a book. And I want it to be a best-selling book because I want it to get in front of all sorts of people. So the more people that buy it, the more people that write reviews, the more people that will see it. And because of that, I'm going to give you guys a bunch of extras. So if you go over to there, to, it's just you and me kid.com, you will find that I'm going to give you coaching sessions. I'm going to give you access to behind the scenes stuff with the book, uh, Q and a sessions, uh, stories and pictures that weren't included in the book. Anything that I can possibly throw your way to help you help me make this a best-selling book, that's what I'm going to do. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been a, a, an incredible journey to get done with it and actually read it twice. Um, it's pretty amazing that I'm sitting here right in front of you right now. And that's not even a joke. Um, I'm really proud of myself and I'm proud of myself for sticking through it to get this book done because there's a lot of painful memories that I had to go really dig into. And part of the book, my goal for myself was to be able to see 
some of my negative experiences in a different way, shift my perspectives, as you will, about the things that happened in my life to realize that they were all happening for me and how I could change my perspective about my mother and, and, and find empathy and forgiveness for the person that she was and that she really did try to do the best she could. It's an amazing story. It really is. I'm, I'm excited for it. My editors are off the chart excited for it. Um, so thank you guys for indulging me on that. One more little bit of, of business. Um, you guys know that this the show is hosted and sponsored by Help Heal Humanity, helphealhumanity.org. Phenomenal organization. I've been on the board of directors now for three years. Uh, we're doing amazing things and we need your help. So this is what I'm going to be doing. This is the first time I've said this out loud. I told the board that I will agree to do a 50 mile bike ride in September. God, I hope it's not a million degrees. I'm going to do a 50 mile bike ride to raise money for help heal humanity. we got some initiatives going on. And so I will be doing that. I'll be reaching out to you guys uh, via social media and whatnot, asking for sponsorship. So again, if I've done anything to help you, and I know I have, Jesus Christ, we're on show number 220 for the Ron and Scripted show alone, uh, much less the walk and talk videos and everything else that I provide you guys. Um, do me a solid. When you see those social media posts come out, see what you can do to sponsor me per mile. Uh, my intention is to ride 50 miles. I'm not sure exactly if I'll make it. I haven't read 50 miles since 2005. Um, it is now 2023. So it'll be a little bit crazy, but uh, I'm going to train for it and I'm going to go out there and do it because it's important. We got to push ourselves. We got to push ourselves for what matters most. So I encourage you, whatever your charity is, go out there and, and raise money for it. Do things out of your comfort zone to be able to do something for bigger reasons. And guess what? That will come back to you in what is called karma. Um, I know from my life, I've spent my entire life devoted to helping people and serving people in any capacity that I can, whether it was when I was in corporate as a director of operations for an international organization, whether it's been coaching or speaking or, or just being friends or whatever it is, mentoring. Um, my, I'm here to serve and I, I'm not here to serve. And I want you guys to be serving, serving other people too, because as together we serve, we help heal humanity. And as we help heal humanity, we help heal ourselves. So it's pretty crazy when we get outside of ourselves and we start helping other people, the perspective shift for us is on that gratitude, right? I've had so many people go out there and helping others lately. And they're like, Chris, oh my God, you know, it's pretty crazy. I, I'm, I took, I take for granted electricity. I take for granted this. I take for granted for that. But when you go out there and you put yourself outside that comfort zone, it's pretty amazing what can come back for you. So highly encourage it. Last thing I'm going to say before I bring on my amazing guest, who is a good friend of mine, um, in regards to writing a book, somebody asked me today, is like, do you think, do you think I should write a book about my life? And I said, I think everybody should write a book about their life. Because when you go back into those details and you, with the intention of shifting your perspective about your past, present, and your future, all of it is a summation of what I put on social media this morning, that what if, what if, you know, when you're thinking about your situation, if you're struggling right now, think about this, everything that has happened and everything that is happening is preparing you for what's next. But so oftentimes we're so pissed off and mad about what, what's happened or what is happening that we fail to see the fact that it's all preparing us for what's next. So if you're constantly looking at the back or you're constantly worried about the future, then how are you truly living in the moments and really embracing those signals that are coming your way? If you're all distorted with anger and resentment and animosity and frustration and everything else and you're pissed off at the world, how is that lending to the development of your life, the development of yourself as a human being in this life that we're supposed to be here learning these lessons and, and enjoying the process as we do it? I see a lot of people out there are pissed off and oh, this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I just don't understand how you can live with yourself with that much negativity. That's, that's not how we roll when we want to be raw and scripted. We want to have a kick-ass life. So those are my two cents. Take it for what it's worth. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I get the opportunity to interview Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. No, wait a minute. Wait. No, not Tony Robbins. Um, fuck. What's his name? Tony. Tony. Tony the Tiger. No. Tony. Tony. Tony Danza. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Ron and Scripta show, Tony Rodriguez. What's up, brother? <laughs> oh, Tony Danza. I haven't heard that one in a while. That's funny. How's it going, brother? Good to Tony see you. Tony Danza. Hold me close to Tony. I can't hear that song anymore without saying Tony Danza. Yeah. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever heard that version or that that joke about it? Uh, I've I, I remember the 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 song. I think I don't remember the joke, but good to see you, brother. How are you? Good to see you too. I'm good. I'm I'm awesome. You know, you just heard me. I just literally, you know, I've been working on this thing for the last three years. Yeah. I started in October of 2020, and now I'm just so excited and grateful to to really feel at a spot where I've got it done. You know, it's hard. Have you ever, have you ever written a book about your life yet? I'm actually in the process of writing one now. Good. Uh, so it, we'll see how that comes out. It's not necessarily about my life. It's got a lot of my life in it. Um, so at some point, I'll probably go back and write another one. So I'm in the process of writing to an ebook, which is going to be a little easier. And I'm a couple chapters into my other book as well. So we'll see. We'll make that a bestseller as well. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing yours, reading yours, and uh, helping make you a bestseller there as well. So good. Thank to see you, brother. You. Thank you. You've been in any airports lately? <laughs> uh, actually, when it was last time I was at it, that's funny as well. No, I know you went to Jason's wedding. Yeah, I was yeah, like, that was, uh, was that the last time I flew? Yeah, I think that was the last time I flew. See, I'm keeping track. I know where Tony's going. I know where Tony's going. So let's just jump right into it. So I titled the show. I sat there and I thought about Tony Rodriguez and all the different conversations I've had with you. And I believe one of your special powers is eliminating negative thinking. So let's just jump off that bridge. Why, how can we help people reframe their perspective so that their perspective can go from negative to positive? All right. So look, the negative is always around, right? So is positive. One of the things I learned from my mentors that, that I had heard, obviously, with uh, with Tony Robbins and having been in that personal development space for going on 25 years now. And um, a lot of that time with Tony Robbins, I'm still a trainer for Tony. So um, I'm, and I'm, I've you know enjoyed that journey, learned a lot along the way. One of the things that uh, it was heard from him is that uh, doesn't matter what's going on in life. You may have a lot of bad shit going on in life. And I always look to the left, right, for whatever reason, like looking to the past or whatever, wherever you, you decide to look. But the negative things are always available. So, you you know, you look down and there's five, six, ten or look up, whatever. There's five, six, ten things that are going wrong, going bad. And, you know, you can choose to focus on that or you can also choose to focus on the good. Maybe it's just one or two things going on or three things going on that are good and uh, th 10, 100 things that are going on that are bad. It's where you choose to focus. You know, we're living in a world of the 24-hour news cycle, so the bad news is everywhere. You can choose to focus on what's bad or you can choose to focus on what's good. So it's where we focus that really matters most. So where focus goes, energy flows. So if you focus on shit, guess what? You're going to find and see more shit. If you focus on the good, you're going to be be able to find and really appreciate more good. So where focus goes, energy flows. So whatever you want more of in your life, that's what you got to focus on. Because if you focus that. on the negativity, you're always going to find more negativity. You know, I think it was Rumi that said, um, what you find depends greatly on what you seek. True. hundred percent. I mean, it's all about the reticular activation system. It's like what, what you see, if I tell you to look around your room and say, Tony, tell me everything's blue. You're going to be like blue, 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 blue. And I say, what's red. You're like, Chris, you were telling me what's fucking blue. And that's right. the same thing. People are like looking at those things and they're not seeing those things. They're not seeing the forest for the trees. Talk to me about a time in your life where before Tony became this positive loving soul that you are, talk to us about some negativity in your life that you really, that really got you down and you had to shift and you had to work through some of that stuff. Dude, there's been a lot of negativity in my life. So how long? Do I you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just threw. I just threw you a lob. 
Yeah, look, the reality of it is that the, the, there's always going to be negative things that are happening, negative people, negative situations. And, you know, you're either going to let those things, uh, they're either going to make you better or they're going to make you bitter. And it's really what you, a decision that you make. And listen, for a long time, I fought, and at times I still do, fight depression and negativity and focusing on the things that aren't serving me for whatever reason. Um, because it's, it's sometimes it's the, it's the easier path to go down, right? Yeah. There's another saying that says that most people have uh, a dirt road to happiness and a highway to hell, right? A highway <laughs> to sadness. It's really easy to get there, right? So the reality of it is you've got to make a conscious decision. And it's all it is. It's a decision as to where to focus on. And listen, I'm far from perfect. You know, I, I still have my moments of negativity. I have my no. We all do. I do too. Yeah, the wrong stuff. It's just choosing not to live there. Bad shit happens. Don't hold on to it. Don't burn today because of what happened yesterday. Don't burn this year because of what happened last year. Don't right. burn this this year because of what happened 10 or 20 years ago. Going back to your thing on forgiveness. Forgiveness is such a huge part. And I don't know. I may have, we may have spoken about this. Uh, the last time I was on your show, so this might be a bit of a rehash. It was a long time ago. Yeah, but you, yeah, it was a while ago. Uh, and you know, it's something that you said earlier. You were talking about forgiveness, and it's so epically important. People don't understand how important forgiveness actually is, and that's certainly something that I've had uh, to forgive a lot of in my life. Everything from you know, I've, I've done a lot of work to forgive my father. I've done a lot of work to forgive the people that have betrayed me in my life, that have hurt me in my life. Um, and it's not easy, you know, hmm. can I tell you that I've forgiven everyone a hundred percent in my life? I'd like to tell you that I've forgiven just about everyone in my life to a large part. Um, has it been everybody, you know, again, we're all struggling, you know, because we're all struggling with certain things because sometimes, you know, when you're in the process, you can't forgive someone when you're in a fight. Right. And mm -hmm. if there's still things that are happening, it's, it's just a little bit more difficult. Yet forgiveness isn't such an important part of that freedom that we need to find for ourselves so that we can eliminate that negative thinking and stop going back and thinking about that person, that thing, that situation. Um, and what's I the hardest part about forgiveness for you? Like when you think about that, like digging a little bit deeper into this for somebody who's sitting there saying, I can't forgive my father. He molested me when I was seven. Like for some of those people that might be hanging on to that, I've helped people through process through that, but talk to us about how um, we can dig a little deeper in, in that process of forgiveness and what's entailed in that and, and, and what, the, what the toughest challenge of that forgiveness is. I always say forgiveness, yes. Forget, no. No, no you I, can't. I if you forget, God, do not forget. Because no. if you forget, you're doomed to repeat the same mistake. Remember Sometimes. that making good decisions come from, comes from experience. Experience comes from making bad decisions. So if you eliminate that memory of what happened, then you also eliminate the wisdom that came with it so that you can recognize the signs, so that you can fight your way out of a situation or, or negotiate your way out of a situation or a problem or solve a problem that, that's coming. So it's never, ever about forgetting it is about forgiving because of forgiveness by the way it's not for the other person no nope. forgiveness is for you it's about freeing you from the prison that you've put yourself in right yes you were hurt if you were hurt five years ago 10 years ago 15 20 30 years ago and you're still suffering in pain now you're the one that's doing it you're the one that's re-victimizing yourself 
because the other person maybe is dead. The other person is gone. They're not thinking about you. They could give a shit about what you're going through and how your life is. They probably don't even remember. And here's the sad part. (laughs) This is funny. Not funny. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes we hold on to things that somebody hurt us and the other person didn't even know that they hurt us. Oh, dude. It was just a joke where they did said something in passing, not even they meant nothing by it. And now you're hurt and scarred for the rest of your life. So they don't even know that you're hurt. They're like, why the hell? Why? Why does, you know, why, why doesn't Chris talk to me anymore? Oh, was that one thing you said 20 years ago? Like, I, I, it wasn't even about you. I was saying right. it about me. Or- I've had that happen so many times, Tony. I've been misunderstood so many times. Like, Chris, are you mad at me? I'm like, no, why? Like I have no animal. No, no. I mean, I literally, I, I could, I could say this cause I don't think my ex-wife or my ex-best friend are going to watch this, but literally my ex-wife and my ex-best friend cheated on me when they were, when I was married to my wife and, um, Sounds like long story, your wife. yeah, long story short, like 15 years have gone by 20 years have gone by. Actually this Sunday will be our 35th wedding anniversary. We were texting back and forth today. My ex-wife, we're good friends. I was sending her pictures cause I was looking for pictures for the book. So about 15, 20 years goes by, you know, she's with him. I'm with Barb by now. And she says, Hey, can Rick talk to you? And I didn't talk to him like for a long time. And I said, yeah, sure. She goes, I said, actually, I'm going to be in Anaheim tomorrow. So, um, we can meet at this bar. So we meet at this bar. We haven't seen each other in person in forever. And it's really awkward. It's like, Hey, cause we used to be best friends. Like we used to go out and party together and all work, everything. We were just best friends. And so we're having, we're getting through the pleasantries. Like, Oh, what have you been up to dude? Da, 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 da. And all of a sudden out of the blue, he goes, I know you want to kick my ass. 15 fucking years later, he goes, I know you want to kick my ass. And I just want to come here and talk about it. I'm like, Rick, I have zero desire to kick your ass. I said, everything worked out perfectly. Everything worked out as it was supposed to. You're with Tammy. I'm with Barb. No animosity. Sure. Was it a dick move that you did? Sure. No, but you showed up to my house when I told you to show up. Otherwise, I was going to kick your ass at work. We worked through it. Tammy and I got back together. It didn't work. So be it. I said, I have zero hate. I mean, I'm not like I want to hang out with you anytime soon, but you know, so he was drinking that poison all that time thinking that I was mad at him, but he was mad at himself for the, for betraying himself. So he needed to forgive himself more than anything else. And I gave him permission. I said, I give you permission to forgive yourself, dude. We were young. We were 18 fucking years old, 19 years old. We were partying. I was off at work and I was doing all sorts of things. I kind of own my part in it that you guys were together a lot because I was off doing my own shit. Yeah, you know, you just said something that's powerful. It's about forgiveness of self first and foremost. So, yeah. so uh, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna share two things. I'm gonna share one, um, just the the kind of the uh, an analogy that yes, it, drink it, holding on to anger is like drinking poison, expecting someone else to die. Yeah, I like to use the one from Buddha that says it's like holding on to a piece of coal and uh, waiting for your enemy to come by so you can throw it at him. <laughs> and the reality of it is your enemy may never come by. And so the only one you're hurting is yourself. Actually, that's not accurate. So I expound upon that because the reality of it is your enemy may never come by because they're dead. They're in another country. It's in some cases, they don't even know that they hurt you. So if you throw it at them, they're like, yo, dude, why are you throwing that at me? Right. But the reality is they never come by. So the only one you're hurting is yourself. But is that really the case? I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to tell you no. And again, this is, I speak from personal experience. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you no, because imagine you have a toothache or an earache or a backache. You know what that's about. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and how do you show up when you're really in pain? How are you showing up to your family? Oh, to yeah. Your kids, to your friends, to your coworkers, to your teammates. 
you're showing up as even if you've 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 learned to live with that pain and that difficulty you're still showing up as a dim down dumbed down version of yourself so you're depriving everyone of the best version of you because if you're in pain chances are and most people don't really navigate that well so they just become that curmudgeon that scrooge those people that are upset they don't even 50 years 60 70 years old 80 years old and they're just angry all the time they don't even know why they're angry anymore right and it was just some nonsense that happened years ago that they never let go so and if they didn't know about it and they didn't let go they're the ones holding that rock but they're not just hurting themselves they're hurting the people that they, that matter the most right and they're so dimming true. their own light depriving people of of their shine so it really is about forgiveness and again forgiveness is not about the other person it's about you it's about freeing yourself from that prison that you've built right because when we get hurt, what do we do? We build up, we build a wall. Yep. Nobody's going to hurt me anymore, but then you don't let anybody in love people. you either. And they don't, right? They may, they don't, but there's not even the opportunity to be hurt because nobody can get through. So, and when you do that, you're also depriving yourself of love. Cause again, we could only receive love as deeply as we love ourselves. But if we yeah. put up a wall, then we're putting up a wall because we don't really love ourselves because in whatever happened, we blame that person for they did that to us. We always also blame ourselves because of our role in it, of, of, of why did I allow that or whatever it is. So you're beating yourself up. So you're hurting yourself as well. So you build that wall. Then you build a whole freaking castle <laughs> around around that wall. Yeah. And, now you, and now that castle really becomes a prison because nobody can come in to hurt you, but nobody can come in to love you either. Yeah. And so you're now stuck behind that wall and you're in that prison with no doors. But those those rocks that were thrown at you, those things that were that were supposed to hurt you, those things were supposed to help you grow. They were supposed to they they were supposed to help you pave the road to build your future, not to build a prison, right? So shit happens to all of us. So the forgiveness True. is really about 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 throwing back those uh, those those uh, those curtains. So true. Yeah, I love what you're saying. Because when you let light into a dark place, that's when the healing starts. Yes. Right? And it starts not just for you, but then it starts because when you throw those curtains open and you share your story, then you the forgiveness starts for you and for the other person. And you give people permission to, to also share their stories. And that's, that leads me to another point that your story may be yours, but it's not yours to keep. It's yours to share. Because it is by sharing your story that you heal, that you forgive, and that you give other people that opportunity to do the same thing. So it really is about forgiveness of self as much as it is forgiving the person. So there is an anatomy. I, I, I call it the five steps to forgiveness. And many of them you're recognizing. One is very uncomfortable and painful. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. First is, you know, and, and I take people, but you know, I take my clients through this on a regular basis, and I put myself through this process um and i've been through somebody's put me through the process as well and i think it's it's an important thing you know uh it really is about getting in the right mindset and hard set and into the right space right yep. breathing into your heart and we're not going to do that now because that's going to take five or ten minutes and uh not the right time and place to do it but for all you know if anybody's interested just reach out and uh, we can have that conversation um it really is about getting into that right heart space getting into that right mindset and heart set and there's five steps to forgiveness the first one really is about forgiving the situation 
location. What happened? Imagining that scene and just letting you go forgiving. There's again, there's a lot of work to be done around this from third party disassociation to, you know, there's a lot of different things and modalities that you can use to 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 help overcome that. Yet this particular uh, thing that I would say is one, it's about forgiving that situation, even the location of something, because we can have that anchor to that negative place so that every time we think about it, we go into, into a dark place. So forgiving the situation and what happened. That's step one. Step two is forgiving the person, the person that hurt you, that betrayed you, that hurt you, that whatever happened, forgiving them. And then next is forgiving God. And most people say, well, well what, what do you mean? Hey. God? Yeah, that's a big one. It is. Here's why people say, well, I don't have to forgive God. God had, well, yeah, maybe you say you don't, but what happened when you were going through that? How many times, and it doesn't matter what religion you're in, hell, even if you're, if you're an atheist, you probably said it. Why me, God? Why right. did you let this happen to me? Because I knew you could handle it. Well, but when you <laughs> say that, you're automatically kind of putting the blame upstairs. Right. Right? So it is about forgiving God. And I know that some people push back on that. Like, you don't have to forgive God. Okay, well, that's fine. Whatever you want. Whatever you say. This is what, this is my list, Right. So my suggestion would be that because I my my experience has been that a lot of people, you know, do need to do that as well. And yes. then I'm going to skip over step four because it is a little more painful because the first time I've actually uh, went through these steps with somebody was with someone very close to me. She, too, had been molested from the age of eight years old to 13 by her stepfather and her uncle and everything else. So mm -hmm. this is very difficult. So step five is to forgive yourself. And most people say, well, I have forgiven myself. Okay. Now let's go back to step four. Now, I know how this feels and I get the chills every time I say, because I think about that first conversation I had with her, she's breaking down and she got so angry with me. And in order to forgive yourself, what do you need to do? Well, you need to, again, and, and that is the most radical situation that you can probably think of. Pretty much, yeah. It is because you're a kid and it's not your fault. And the thing about forgiveness, it is about accepting your role in what happened. And how do you do that? How do you, how can you possibly even think about that? And that's cruel. And there's children that are, that, that happens to even younger. Well, it's not about ac accepting responsibility for your role in that. Just accept the fact that you were alive at the wrong time in the wrong place. Just for a moment. You were just alive in that moment. Forgive you and acknowledge that. And then forgive yourself from that point. Because if you say you forgive yourself, you forgive yourself. But if at some point, here's the thing, it may not have been your fault. However, what there's always guilt and shame associated with it. Well, inevitably, what happens when you're when you're when when something like that, or obviously, you know, fortunately, not it, that's not the case for most people. There's unfortunately too many people that that's happened to. Yet the majority of people that it's not that, it's something else. Inevitably, you say, what did I do? I'm an idiot. I should have done something. I could have done something. You know, it's my fault. What did I do? You know, parents get divorced. It's my fault. You know, whatever it is, you know, you blame yourself. So you got to, in order to, 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 to forgive yourself, you've got to accept the responsibility for your belief in whatever that happened.
Your parents mm-hmm. That's what I had to do with my ex-wife and my and my and my and my uh, best friend. I had to sit there and accept responsibility. I'm like, I was the one that was gone all the time. I kind of set it up, you know. So I came back to them. They were surprised that I accepted responsibility. I'm like, listen, guys, I know I've been going to school and I've been going to work and I do my homework and I go to the gym and I'm home for like two hours and I'm, you know. So I get it and I know responsibility. They were shocked. So I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I think it's a great. It really point. is. So, but it, and it's, it, it, but it's hard to to accept that. Because yeah. you could have just played the victim says, yeah, that bitch, I can't believe she did that to me. You know, mm-hmm. I'll never forgive her. And most people don't. And then here's the thing. Then they take it into their next relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they're never really happy that. because they, 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 they didn't let go. So there's another, I'll, I'll just say another story or another analogy that I kind of came up with as I was explaining this to someone one day it says, you know, there's, there's people that diet. There's a, actually, this isn't my quote. I forget who it is. They said, uh, so many people die at 25 and only get buried at 75 and yep. say they lived 50 years. They didn't. They lived the same year 50 times. Yep. And when did that happen? When something bad happened, their life kind of, there was an accident. There was a crash and they just stopped it and they just relived that because they never let it go. They never forgave it. So they've been miserable or unhappy or upset or they've never found the joy or success or whatever it is that they were looking for because they will hold on to all this old shit. The reality mm-hmm. is you can't grab the bull by the horns if one of your hands is holding his tail or you can't put new experiences into your into into your suitcases if it's full filled with all of the old shit right right so the analogy is this is you wake up in the morning and you hit the snooze button except you didn't hit snooze you hit off so you wake up late and now you're like holy crap i'm late and you know running around you're ready you're you trip on the dog you're like damn dog you know you go you grab your cup of coffee you're out the door you spill coffee on your shirt you're pissed you're angry you're speeding you get pulled over by the cop you get a ticket you're upset you get to work an hour late your boss starts to rag on you he says you're late again this and that. So like you don't know what happened to me the dog the alarm the cop this and that you're lucky i'm here you know what you in the the and the, the boss starts to argue with you, says, you know what, screw you, screw me, screw you, you're fired. You go home, you tell your wife, and says, I knew your damn attitude was going to get you in trouble, this and that, you know, you're such an idiot. You know what, screw you, screw you, no, screw you, I'm out of here. Yep. So you're bad. Most people don't have a bad, and this is the moral of the story, most people don't have a bad day. They have a bad moment. Mm-hmm. They milk all freaking day. Yep. So, so true. A bad moment becomes a bad hour becomes a bad day become can become a bad week a bad month a bad year a bad life yeah okay i want to i want to stop i want to stop you right there because i want to i want to grab some of these comments and then i have a follow-up question for you got jack LaRose in the house she says i was such a negative person but it was hard for me to find anything positive anything that happened every day you were but you're not anymore john broke us in the house says what up dudes what up john thank you for being here serena buffalino in the house talk about help heal humanity i don't know if you saw that serena but i was talking about help heal humanity before forgiveness is to free yourself not others like we said before serena is actually the ceo and the founder of uh, help heal humanity that i was speaking before we got robert in the house what's up robert thank you for being here always so cordial to say hello to everybody he says too much shit happens these days it happens some days yeah you know shit happens every once in a while but i think it's supposed to happen and, and shake things up uh jacqueline says here as well she goes i forgive people for myself not them. Uh, I'm being the better person. Somebody I know owes me the biggest apology I will never see in my lifetime. Yeah, at least you're smart about that, uh, Jacqueline. At least you know you're not going to get it and you could free yourself of that. Uh, Serena says here, you always are so kind, Robert. Thank you to you as well. Uh, and then we got some more pleasantries going on. Jacqueline again says here, I cannot believe how many times we have said why me God and give me a break. No, God's telling you saying, Hey, I know what you got going on and you can handle more. 
You know, I sit there and I think about the whole phrase, you know, God, God doesn't give you what you can't handle, but he must think I'm fucking strong. I've seen that a few times. We've got Darlene in the house from yeah, Florida. Right. What's up, Darlene? Thank you for that. So you said something in there, Tony, that I think is really important over the course, you know, when we were going through the pandemic, you know, I gifted a bunch of people coaching sessions, just my way of giving back. Cause I'm always giving. And in the process about the 15th one, I heard this little whisper to say, Chris, ask them, do they love themselves? Yes or no. Hmm. And I thought it was, I thought it was the craziest question in my brain. It was just like this little whisper, little Glenn Moore shower whisper. And I was like, so I asked the person, I said, listen, I'm going to ask you a question. I said, it's going to be a yes or no answer. And I really don't want you to think too much about it. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, do you love yourself? Yes or no? Tony, I had so many people. I had 75% of the calls that I did. I probably about did about hundred uh, over the course of about two and a half years. 75% of the people struggled to, to, to say that they love themselves. And so I said, if you don't love, if you, I said, uh, my follow-up question would be, okay, who in your life do you love the most? My kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you love your kid? 10. Okay. How much do you love yourself? A four. I'm like, so are you really giving your kid a 10? Are you giving your kid a four? Or are you giving your kid even possibly a three? So talk to us about that. Talk to us about, you know, obviously forgiveness is a huge component of that self-love aspect, but what are some other things that we can help people arm themselves with to be able to find that self-love so that they can have those empowering relationships and they can wake up every day and feel like they're a part of the solution as, as opposed to feeling like it's constantly a problem. A hundred percent, you know, and I thought you were going to say, cause uh, one of the things that, that I do a lot of times, if I'm speaking to a group, I, I tell them, write everything down that you love. And I, I asked the question, you know, and tell me the, you know, the top five things and but you tell me the top five things. And I have to go through like seven, eight, 10, 12 people before somebody says myself. Uh -huh. Right. Because that doesn't even make it on people's lists because a lot of people just don't love themselves because they haven't forgiven themselves for the crap that they've, the mistakes that they've made in the past. And we've got to forgive ourselves for not knowing what we didn't know when we didn't right. know. What are right? mistakes and failures? Right. They're stepping stones. Listen, nobody was born knowing everything. We've all made mistakes and uh, it doesn't matter who it is. Every expert was once a beginner. There's lots of lo lots of quotes that you can kind of uh, go back to, but it really is about falling in love with yourself. And, you know, and this is something that, um, that I, I speak about on occasion because for many years I didn't love myself. I didn't love myself because I grew Me up. Neither. Old. I didn't like myself. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't love myself. I barely liked myself. And for a long time, I was I grew up being told I would never mount anything. I was no good. I was this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, from my father. I mean, I'm not going to say that I got that. My mother was always very loving and kind. Um, but I grew up not really loving myself and 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 uh, accepting myself. And it took a long time. I was probably man. It was probably into my late thirties, early forties, until I actually loved myself and fell in love with myself and really owned who I am and appreciate what, what precipitated that Tony, what was that jumping off point that, that caused that man? It was just, it just been a lot of work, a lot of personal development, a lot of growth, a lot of aha moments, a yeah. lot of breakthroughs, um, and just working through a lot of crap, um, and understanding that, you know, I was always so afraid of people's judgment. Yeah, and they say that the biggest fear is uh, that people have is public speaking. It's really not. I don't think it is. It is. It is. Let me correct that. It is, but it's really the public humiliation aspect of public speaking and what happens if I bomb. What happens if they don't love me? It's the public humiliation that they really are shying away from. It's not the yeah. speaking. Everybody knows how to speak. It's the fear of not being loved, not being accepted. 
by the people that you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. uh, and that goes back to childhood. Shut up, Tony. Shut up, Chris. We don't want to hear from you. You have a lousy voice. You're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that you go, okay, I'm stupid. I better shut up. I don't want to say anything stupid for the rest yeah, of my life. Exactly. Cause I don't want I don't and why? Because if I say some stupid, I'm gonna lose love. Yep, exactly. That's the biggest thing that people are afraid of is losing love, losing the connection of the people that that matter the most. Because listen, it's wired into us. Because losing love meant that you were no longer in the tribe. That means you have to sleep outside with the saber toothed tigers and you know lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, right? Uh, so it really it, it's kind of wired into us. You know the, that that whole love aspect. Um, yet there's a lot of people that don't love themselves, and it, it's a really about loving yourself for all the mistakes and forgiving yourself for, uh, for, um, again, not knowing what you didn't know when you didn't know it, making mm -hmm. mistakes. That's okay. It's part of life. It's, 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 it just comes with the territory. It's, um, it's about loving yourself for all those perfect imperfections as the song goes, right? Loving yourself mm -hmm. because everything that, that you've been through in your life, it's, you're a compilation of your life's experiences today. Oh, you yeah. are who you are because of where you've been, the good, the bad, and especially the ugly. Those moments that broke you, those are the, 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 the moments that, that were meant to break you, those are the days that really made you. Those are the ones that really made you who you are. All those difficult oh, yeah. moments, all the hard shit, all the pain, all the struggle. Again, I think we were talking about it earlier where, you know, if you forget where you've been, how the hell do you know where you're going? You, you know, you can't, you've got to be able to own you. And all, all the bad things that happen, you are who you are today because of that. And congratulations, you survived 100% of the worst days of your life. And you're going to continue to survive beyond that. So own it. Love yourself. Appreciate yourself for how far you've gone. So many people just look forward and look at how far they still have to go. And they say, I'm never going to make. Well, stop. For a moment, stop. Look back and appreciate how far you've come. Appreciate that you've survived and you've grown through all the difficult shit that you've had to go through. And you are who you are today because of that. You're stronger for it. So mm -hmm. love the person back in the mirror. And the most difficult thing for people to do, and I'll ask everyone that's here now, and maybe many people have heard about the mirror exercise. I'm sure you have. When is yeah. the last time that you looked in the mirror and said, I love you? Yesterday. I said, I love you. You got this. I was brushing my teeth. I know. Listen, crazy. Because, because you've done the work, but I'm I, I, when I'm asking the question, I'm not asking it of you. I'm asking of everyone that's listening. Right? Well, I don't do it every day, but it's funny. I just did it yesterday. I, I was like, yeah. I did a high five. I did the whole Mel Robbins high five in the mirror. And I'm like, dude, you got this. I love you. And you've got to do that. You've yeah. got to do it because by the way, you can speak love and light into yourself. You can say the words to yourself that you want to hear and you long to hear from someone else. You know, those incantations, those affirmations, the, that positive self-talk is everything. You know, again, positive self-talk is one of the most important things. People say, well, that's bullshit. I, you know, positivity really never, never, you know, never did anything for anyone. Well, no, you know, positivity might not get you where you want to go, but negativity ain't going to get you shit. That I can tell you. <laughs> oh, no way. Right? At, at the very least, you may be going through hell, but I'd rather be happy going through it. I'd rather be love myself as I'm going through it hating yourself and and being negative it's nobody's gonna want by the way do you like to hang around with the negative person no does anybody <laughs> like to hang around with the negative person no just a mi bunch of miserable old bags hanging out together mm, i just wish them well for anyone right so negativity isn't going to help stay positive 
focus on what you want, focus on the outcome, love yourself, appreciate your journey because you are who you are because of where you've been. And congratulations for that. And it is about getting to the next step and loving yourself, forgiving yourself, being grateful. Gratitude is a huge component of it. Oh, the, the, that that talk, you know, the two two most powerful words in any language. I am. Eu sou, je suis, yo soy. Because what follows I am follows you. Right? You become who you speak. If you say I'm stupid, well, congratulations. You're going to feel stupid, <laughs> and it's going to keep you from reaching the next level. The whole talk, go okay. deeper on the self-talk, Tony, because I love this part of it because we're talking about self-love. We're talking about forgiveness. Talk to us about self-talk because that is massive. When I get people to shift the way they talk to them, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm all so forgetful. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm like, no, no, no. And it's what's funny, Tony, you bring this up. My Friday night show, The Unfiltered Experience, we've been doing this whole series. We're doing a season now. And the whole season has been exactly what you just said. Who am I? What's the identity behind ourselves? And it's been, it's even for me, I was like, who am I? Well, I'm a dad. I'm a this, I'm a that. And through that conversation and through listening to Scott and some of these other people, I realized that I am peace, that I am love. And I came to this realization at Disneyland, Tony, and the craziest part, I don't like heights anymore. I'm like, ever since I've gotten older, I don't know. I'm fucking not a daredevil anymore. And I've, and I was, I was up on the top of the, the Ferris wheel and I was scared shitless. My son and my wife were with me and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, Chris, you are, I'm peace. I am peace. I am peace. My physiology, everything changed. I'm like, I am peace. And so what I say every single day when I wake up in the morning is I am love and I am peace. So I say what I'm grateful for. I say what my, my I am statements are new. And then I say what my intentions are for the day. But talk to us about that self-talk. How can we shift our self-talk and be able to catch ourselves to say, listen, no, I'm not stupid. I'm doing something that might be considered an error, but I'm learning from that. Talk to us about how we can shift the way we talk to ourselves. Well, first, you just said something important. It's about catching yourself. Yeah. Catching yourself when you do that and celebrating it. A friend of mine, Joseph McClendon, would say, you know, shake that ass and celebrate, right? That's his thing is, you know, you catch yourself, you stop yourself, you celebrate the fact that you caught yourself, and then you replace it with whatever you want to replace it with. Uh, Self-talk is everything because the words you speak become the house you live in. Yes. Bottom line, the words you speak become the house you live in. Write that shit down because if if the words can, are either going to empower you or disempowering you. The words you speak to other people are super powerful. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Bullshit. The words will hurt you a lot. And there's uh -huh. people that are that are miserable today because of the words that they heard. You know, I've been punched in the face before. That heals. The word yeah. being told I was stupid stuck with me 50 Absolutely. years. Absolutely. Especially <laughs> when you're being told that as a kid. So, yeah. uh, so the words that you speak really matter. The words that you speak to other people, you got to taste them before you speak them to see, you know, was it necessary? Did you, you know, and, and, you know, my wife is probably in the next room listening to me and saying, ah, oh, you should do more of that. And she's right. I should. We're all, of them all we're all a work in progress in a massacre uh -huh. at the same I'm raising time. raising my hand. Yeah. Right. The reality of it is we all have to do better, but the words we speak do does become the house we live in. And the words we speak can either empower. And so the words we speak to others are important, but the words you speak to yourself are most important of all. Right. Because nobody knows you like you know you. Nobody can hurt you like you can hurt you. The words you speak, man, because nobody knows you the way you know you. So yeah. when you're speaking the words to yourself, you hurt yourself. If I say, listen, you're an ass, you know, eh, okay, whatever, dude. But if you say to yourself, well, you know, uh, what's that, that saying? If somebody calls you an ass three times on the third time, you should go out and buy a saddle. Right. Uh, but <laughs> the reality is, that was a good one. The reality of it is. 
the words that you speak to yourself matter most of all because they could either empower that inner child, right? Disempower them. It can it it can it can wound, it can hurt, it can inspire, it can elevate, or it can kill your dreams. It's the words that you speak are everything. So part of my morning routine is not, you know, I do a gratitude spiral and then I do the I am statements. And See, say, like minds, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. Me and Tony, huh? Psst, this is what we're doing. We didn't, re- we didn't rehearse this. This is how we do it. This is how successful people do shit. Absolutely. And the, by the way, you don't say, I am peace. I am love. I, I am I'm passion. Um, I'm strength. Um, I am angry. I'm, I'm, I'm determination. Um, no, you've got it because it's not just the words. Well, yeah, the, yeah, the physical impact of it. It's the emotion. And preferably when you're when you're walking, right? And you use your body, use your inflection, your tonality. You say, I am love and feel love. I am strength and kind of, you know, lock up your muscles a little bit. And say, I'm strength. I'm courage. Put your chest Superman pose. Out. Right? The Superman pose. I am courage. I am power. I am love. I am hope. I am faith. I am peace. I am discipline. I am commitment. Right? Embody the words as you speak them. Because... It's not just what you say, but how you say it that really matters. And then mm-hmm. the next thing that I do, and this will, I guess, I'm not really talking about morning routine at the moment yet. I'm going to give you pieces of it. The other one is understanding that everything you need is already within you now. The programming, you may have some weird programming, but your hardware, man, that's that's that was set. Somebody else built that, right? So everything you need is already within you now. And this is part of the Tony Robbins Hour of Power, and then I customize it to my own, right? It's still Tony's Hour of Power. Um, and it's this is all as an incantation. After you do your I am statements, you say all I need is within me now. All the love I need is within me now. All the strength I need is within me now. All the passion I need is within me now. All the courage I need is within me now. All the connection I need is within me now. So you can, again, practice the things that you want to hear, the things that you want to become, the things that you want to become a reality in your life. You can speak it into existence, right? Mm. And, and you know, so there's a lot of different things that you can do. But again, it's about small changes. Make those small changes. You, you're likely, you can change overnight the way you speak to yourself, but you're programmed for so long that it's hard. So make sure that you have cues. When you say something negative, pull yourself out, reward yourself for the fact that you caught yourself and then replace it with a positive word. Another thing you can do, and I don't have my phone with me now, or do I? So another thing you can do, uh, and again, I don't know how long you're, we're going to run on the show here, Chris. So you probably me. another hour or two. Are you good? All right, fine. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> probably actually probably another five minutes. All right. So I'm going to try. I know it's, I know it's 11 o'clock. No, I'm, I'm a good, I, I, just, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, go too long on this except that, you know, the words that we, we speak matter, right? So one of the exercises that I sometimes take people through, and I'm not going to go through the whole exercise now, it's, you know, what are some of your power virtues? What are some of the words that inspire you, motivate you, uh, you know, and, and, and really mean something to you. And you can take those three words and on those moments that maybe you're, you have a crash in the morning uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning or at two o'clock in the afternoon or six o'clock as you're driving home, you're in traffic or whatever's going on. You can set your alarms uh, to, to, to those times. And a lot of people don't know this, but you can label your alarms, right? All my alarms are labeled. Yeah. They're all labeled. So, you know, I, you know, my, my, one of my morning's alarm alarms is a uh, great morning, great day to be alive. That's my, that's my wake up or get up and celebrate. Um, 
And then at 10 a.m., you know, and I, these these words will change depending what's happening. But the words that I had for a while was integrity, passion, and driven. So the alarm would go off. I'd read those words, and I'd ask myself at the moment, "Am I living those words? Am I am I leaning into that?" And then and then Great maybe idea. on your way home, maybe it's peace and love and commitment as you're driving home to to your family, whatever it is, and it just puts you into that mindset uh, of being and feeling that. So it's it's a constant thing and it's really important i would encourage everyone at least in the morning doing some i am statements uh so that you can plan your future you can you can you can uh, uh almost forecast the future you can um what's the word i'm looking for it's funny because you, you tie it with a vision statement you tie it with that visual visualization Absolutely. which i teach people is like visualize yourself getting home and being in a loving mood and being relaxed and being at peace like you visualize that that's a pre-movie playing in your brain that says, Hey, when you get there, it feels like, wow, this feels like it already happened. 100%. So it's, it's really about forecasting your future casting is the word I was looking for. It's like future casting, what you want to have by creating those words. <clears throat> so, and in the morning, what are those powerful words? What is it that you want at night? Write down. I am, what are your, I am statements? What is it that you want to do? You know, yeah. Scripting, script out your, the, what you want to say, read that, practice it. And it mm -hmm. will at some point become part of, of you. You know, when I started doing my morning walks uh, uh, in 2014, September of 2014, there's a reason I know exactly when. It's actually September 28, 2014. Um, it was a Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I started doing my, yeah, well, no, I, my, you know, I got hit by a truck, so to speak. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know that story. Yeah, well, the, the 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 feather, the brick, and the truck. I was I told you that while you thought I was in the green room, I thought I was in the green room. I was actually recording a video uh, on the brick, uh, the feather, the brick, and the truck. So I basically got hit by a truck on uh, on on September twenty fourth at twelve forty five in the afternoon, twenty fourteen. My life really took a took a, a hell of a spin. You know, you know what I'm talking about. If you uh, if you think about it, we've had this conversation. Oh yeah, um, I remember. So I started walking, but. I was not a morning person. I was, I've never been a morning person. I used to own a bar. I used to, you know, I, I've never been a morning person, and, but I didn't sleep for three days. So I, I, I got up, you know, one morning I just, it was like five 45 in the morning. I just got up and I went for a walk and I started walking every, I was get, would get up every morning at five 45, 6 AM. And I'm like, I'm not a morning person, but I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. And the days that I want to get up, I would literally say to myself, wake up. My wife says, if you want to have what others don't, you got to be willing to do what others won't get the fuck up. Mm, that's what I'm talking about. Myself. Get some energy so in there. Times, oh. So many times, so many times, so many times that on the days that I didn't want to get up, I swear to God, my brain would just play that in my head. I'm like, okay fine i'll get up and then i'm going to go do my thing i'm going to do my hour of power i'm going to do you know those incantations those affirmations i'm going to do the future pacing i'm going to see my life the way i want it to be and it is a practice my friends if you're if you're unhappy you want to be happy it's a practice happiness is an inside job you can't find it externally you can't put the key to your happiness in somebody else's pocket to drop a little fortune cookie wisdom but it really is about doing the work do it in the morning do it at night speak words that you want into yourself hell write them on the mirror put sticky notes my wife has sticky pads on in my kids bathrooms of of like those the little things i love you there you go look, look. i put i put them on my monitor my, oh, they're on my monitor right what? now they're on my monitor right now boom uh, see again guys this is not rehearsed this is not rehearsed i put my sticky uh, notes on my monitor so on my monitor 
It really <laughs> is. So put those words, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a, a woman or heck, these days a guy, write, grab a lipstick and write it, hopefully it's not <laughs> yours, uh, but grab a lipstick and write, I love you on your mirror. I only wear eyeliner now. I appreciate you. Yeah, whatever. Nail polish. I get it. Uh, but it's, I appreciate Get up and grow, Tony. You yeah. got to get up and grow. Oh, listen, one last thing. And I started talking about it before. And I, I have to say this real quick. I was talking about the mirror exercise. Yep. I encourage everybody, go to the mirror. When you get off this call right now, and this is going to be uncomfortable because most people just talk shit to themselves in the mirror. Another wrinkle, this, that, looking older, another white hair, no more hair, whatever it is. Go to the mirror, look at yourself in the eyes, but really look at yourself like you're looking at yourself for the first time. Don't look away because your first instinct is going to be to look away or look to your hairline, look to your nose or your lips or your neck or your shoulders or your shirt, whatever it is. I want you to focus on your eyes and I want you to look yourself in the eye. Specifically, I want you to look left eye to left eye and you. I want you to hold that focus and look at yourself like you've never looked at yourself before in yep. gratitude and love and appreciation. And I want you to say, I appreciate you. I forgive you. I accept you. I love you. Do that. Do that two, three times a day. You're going into a meeting, drop that mirror, and you say, you got this. I believe in you. Go get it. Speak to yourself the way you want to be spoken to. Right? And that's how you can start to change uh, the, 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 the inner dialogue so you can you scratch the record, so to speak. So that voice that's in your head, that negative voice, that maybe your mother's voice, your father's voice, your, you know, some family member, neighbor, an old boss, whatever it is that's in your mind telling you you're no good. You got to scratch that record and you've got to lay a new record on top of it. But it's up to you. You must do the work. You have to have the practice of every day in the morning, at night, during the day. Look at yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself you love yourself. Say the words that you want to hear from other people. Give yourself that. So anyway, I've spoken too much already. Back Tony, to Tony Rodriguez, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Raw and Scripted Show, dropping a ton of gems, ladies and gentlemen. You can get a hold of Tony on Instagram, Tony Rodriguez with a with an S, because I always screw up. I have so many Rodriguez's that I know that's all Z's. You're the only S Rodriguez, and I always oh, screw it up. I have to go back and switch right. it. So at Tony Rodriguez 2.0, you guys can find him on Instagram and whatnot. You guys can get a hold of him at Get Up and Grow. It's G-E-T-U-P-N like the letter N G R O W for guys listening on the podcast, get up and grow. You guys can obviously go search Tony Rodriguez. Um, Tony, this has been an amazing experience. We also have, uh, you want to talk about Noblis real quick and, and, and share that, uh, that link as well. Sure. Uh, Noblis is a, a tech company really in the e-commerce space. Uh, we did, did a soft launch. We're still, uh, it's still a ways to, to, to go, to get it to where we want it to go. It is an e-commerce company giving you the power um, and independence to be able to, it's basically, it's real products, real business for real people. Uh, you can go and make your own online purchases that you're buying somewhere else anyway, in the big box stores, the big e-commerce players, uh, and just giving your money to someone who's really not supporting you perhaps, and the way that you want to live and what you believe in. And it's an opportunity for you to get some of the financial independence and freedom by buying things from yourself and having your own business that then you can have your friends, your family, purchase from you as well. And you'll actually make 70% of the profits uh, from that as well. So uh, look out for that. That is still in the works and it's coming, but it's an exciting project that we've been working on for a very long time and it's coming soon. 
So very excited about that. And yeah, if you just put in hashtag get up and grow, just like you see on your search bar, you'll find a bunch of my videos and a bunch of different ways to be able to contact me. So always great to be here, Chris. I appreciate you, brother. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm going to put you backstage. Don't go anywhere because I still want to catch up with you like we were supposed to do before. Um, I love and appreciate you. It's been a, a bomb conversation. Don't go anywhere. Excellent. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Holy crap. What an amazing show tonight. Darlene says, fire, fire, fire. Um, Samuel is in the house. What's up, Samuel? It's been a while. Uh, says, scratch that record. Serena, of course, is always saying, yes, 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 yes. We got Ted Legal in the house. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Replay. What's up? What's up? Appreciate you being here. It's an amazing conversation. Take notes. Darlene says, sticky notes all over the house. Amen. Amen. We can have sticky notes, but are we taking and paying attention to the sticky notes? Mm, there we go. Because one of my sticky notes, it says, am I being intentional? Am I focusing on what's most important? Because I have ADHD on crack, guys. So when I sit there and look, look down, I'm like, and I'm surfing Dave Grohl videos. I'm like, mm -mm -mm, Chris, you said you're going to finish that book today. You said you're going to start working on some courses and programs. So yes, the, um, the sticky notes work, the, the stuff on the mirror works, um, everything that you pay attention to and, and really make it a point to become a routine and become a habit, become a part of your nature. That's what we're talking about here. It's not going to be overnight and it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be sure as shit worth it. Cause you think about yourself, wherever situation you're in right now, Think about yourself three, six, nine months from now, thinking about, I'm going to go have this conversation in the mirror in the morning. I'm going to start off with I am statements. I'm going to start off with gratitude statements. I'm going to start off setting alarms in my phone. I think it's a brilliant idea to get myself in the headspace of where it is that I'm going so I could be participatory in that situation. Like so many times we're coming home from work and then we go home and we lay out all of our problems on our family right? We give the best customer service at work. We do everything our fucking boss wants us to do. And then we come home, we spend two hours complaining to the person that we love the most. The person's going to be there to wipe our ass when we're old. We spend that two hours bitching and groaning about stuff. Stop doing that. Instead, sit there and say, listen, you know, I, I, I remember the thing back in the day, it was like, hang your problems on the problem tree before you walk in the door. And so literally when I was still in corporate, I would come home and I would sit in the driveway for about five minutes. And if I had anything left to process, I would process it. And I'm like, okay, when I go inside, they're expecting a husband, they're expecting a father, and they're expecting somebody to be in a good mood, no matter how much traffic I've sat in. And I can tell you this, guys, my relationships are excellent because I really put myself intentionally in that place to be of service. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. Are you in a place of service? Are you serving yourself? Again, I think that's one of the most impactful situations of this conversation tonight is that self-love. We started off the show talking about forgiveness, forgiveness of other people, forgiveness of self. Then we talked about the self-love component, talked about self-talk component. If you haven't, if you're getting here halfway through it, go back and watch it again and make sure you take those notes and make sure they're actionable. And every single day and every single way, look at that opportunity to change and to shift and to ask myself, hey, really, is this the person that I want to become? Or is that the person is that the person I was? Because you could wake up tomorrow and say, that was yesterday's Chris. That was yesterday's Tony. And you could decide for today, this is going to be the new me. This is going to be the new opportunity for me to start talking to myself better. One of the things that um, Tony didn't bring up that I love um, is rubber bands. So when I, I, I mean, I'm quitting smoking, swearing, you know, negativity. When you say, catch yourself, I'm so stupid, snap the rubber band, get a little sting action because you want to change your state. Tony Robbins talks about changing your state, change your state and sit there and say, no, I'm not stupid. I'm in the process of learning. And then you start shifting that stuff. No, I can't, I can't stand. I want to no shift that process for yourself. And you change the language. And over time, you're going to change who you are. And by doing that, you might have to change some of the people that you're around the most, because if you're hanging around a bunch of victim mindset people and they're poor, disappointed Dunskis, um, then you might want to get around other people because the five people you're around the most will indicate what the future of your success will be like. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Again, don't forget to go. Don't please, 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 please. Don't forget to go to it's just you and me kid.com.
It's just yomikid.com. Help me make this book a number one bestseller. It's coming to you. I love you guys. Go out there, be brilliant. Please share the show out if it impacted you. And we'll see you here next Tuesday night on the Raw and Scripted Show. Go out there, be brilliant. I love you guys. Peace. <laughs>